Electric Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated entirely to sports and only sports. Today, 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 we talk NASCAR. Now, here are your hosts, Ty, Amos, and Chris. All right, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you on the show today, talking NASCAR on the show. If you couldn't tell by the title, you know, if you're looking for a different show, I recommend not the one that says NASCAR. It's just good advice for the listeners out there. <laughs> if you get a little confused with the uh, rundown of the order there. Well, you can always <laughs> listen to the show anyway, I mean. Or, yeah, maybe you want to. And give us a five-star rating. Wow, what a plug early from Chris. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Uh, no, I mean, we got multiple different kinds of shows going in on the feed, so. Yeah, you know, look for the ones you want to listen to. But NASCAR is a good one. Uh, I think we should start doing one on guns. <laughs> That's not sports. What are you talking about? Sure it is. Shooting's a sport. Uh okay. Well, uh, okay. Do you, how much do you know about shooting sports? How much do you want to know? No, no. Name how one. Much time name you got? one person. One person. Yeah. By name. Uh, yeah, Jerry Micklick. I, he might be making that up. Who knows? All right, let's get into the NASCAR We have a regular stuff. fact check. Uh, yeah, Chris. we do. After the show, we got to go through and look at most of the statements he makes. Look it up. <laughs> we will have to. All right, uh, we're going to talk about the clash today, recapping how we thought that went, uh, different opinions potentially at the table. We'll see. And we'll kind of give our thoughts on whether we want to see it again or whether it was successful, all that kinds of stuff. And then uh, we're going to be doing our little season review, or preview uh, is what I should say. We're going to have some preseason awards and predictions to hand out from all of us, and uh, we'll be talking about a little bit more about what Chris has been bringing up a lot lately with the potential supply chain shortages for parts in NASCAR. So uh, anything you guys want to add that you want to talk about that I haven't mentioned? Amos? Guess I should introduce you. Amos, you're here. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm great. How are Good. you, Ty? Okay, and Chris, as always, as you've heard earlier. Yes, I'm he's here. here. Yeah. Physically and spiritually. Well, I guess that's good. I don't know what to say to that, honestly. Okay, let's get uh, let's get right into it. The clash happened. Joey Logano was the winner. Uh, it went down in the Coliseum, in the Los Angeles Coliseum in california it was i would say a pretty successful turnout as far as the crowd goes uh but we talk about that a little more the event overall successful i would say from a standpoint of an entertainment factor uh but let's let's get chris's thoughts on it chris what did you think of it uh what did you take away from it just kind of your your thoughts off the top and then we'll get into whatever uh, we start talking about here. Uh, I haven't been to any short track races for quite a few years because they basically shut everything down in Utah. Um, yep, no more no more Miller Park, right? Yeah, no, well, I think Miller Park's still there, but they shut down Bonneville, and mm. and uh, there was one down Rocky a Pleasant Mountain Raceway. That's yeah, what Rocky, I'm thinking of, Rocky, Rocky Mountain, Mountain mm-hmm. Raceway, and there was one down in Pleasant Grove that we used to go to way back when. Way back when. But I. Uh, yeah, it made me realize how much I miss short track racing. Oh, okay. So that, that brought back some nostalgia for you, huh? Yes, it did. Made you want to go to a short track race? Yes, it does. All right. Well, I don't know where to go. It's the closest one. Arizona. But we'll have to take you. Okay, Arizona. Here we come. Yep. Uh, <laughs> don't they, they do some in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, and they, do, and they do but quite Chris a bit. Chris doesn't like Vegas. So. They do quite no. a bit up in Idaho, too. Vegas oh. is too much fun. No. Uh, all right, so it's a nostalgia factor. 
Too much uh, smoke for me. <laughs> Amos, your thoughts on what we saw during the clash? Uh, wherever you want to go with it, whatever your opinion is. Here. Uh, so, I mean, I thought it was it was successful for NASCAR. It looked like there were plenty of fans in the stands. I just am looking here on J Ski, and they're giving the latest TV ratings. It garnered four point two eight three million views which is a 169% increase from last year's class. I, I was going to say, that sounds pretty good, yeah, honestly. Yeah, that is really yeah, good. Okay. And, I mean, that's almost double for most tracks that they, most viewers they get on uh, through the season. Right, so, like Daytona's the big one, right? Right. TV ratings are high for Daytona. I mean, they've been steadily falling over the last few years. But that's the highest one usually. And as we get more into the playoffs, it's, it's high. But that's, that's pretty good numbers. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's a positive sign, I think. Yeah, I think it was good. Um, you know, for me, as far as the race itself, I didn't grow up watching short track racing, so I don't know if I was missing out on anything. Um, <laughs> I think Chris would for, say yes. Yes, you were. <laughs> for me, you know, it was just a typical NASCAR race other than the ice cube in the middle. But, yeah, that uh, <laughs> was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> I, but, I enjoyed it, and we'll talk more about this. Yeah, it's funny. Um, so for me, it was... I have really no mm-hmm. good or bad opinion. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like the racing was about par for what NASCAR's been lately. The, whoever's out front stays out front. It was obviously dominated by the top four teams. I feel like it's kind of picked up a little bit. Where it left off last year was certain drivers struggling and others doing quite well. But I if they want to go back to the Coliseum to start next year, I have no problem with it. I mean, I watched it. I watched uh-huh. most of the. You're qualifying. gonna watch it, yeah. I'll regardless, watch it. So. Right. Okay. But I think it was very successful net for NASCAR as a whole. So I'm happy for that. We got our first look at the new car, the next gen car. I thought, from my personal standpoint, it looked cool. I liked the body design of the different types of cars. I thought that was a cool aspect. Uh, the wheels looked pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie. Like from the side view, the the wheels kind of stuck out in my head because. Uh, you could really tell how different they were, and it the single um, single lug nut has really given them more like free uh, free reign to do like design in, in the wheel itself, kind of make it more like spinner looking and cool. So I like that. But Chris, what did you think of the new car? Seeing it now in like its first competitive type of format. Well, I think um, there were a couple of weaknesses that cropped up. Yes, which I think they're going to have to address. Um, the transaxle is going to be a problem going forward. Two, it looks to me two like, guys had that problem, right? Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe more. Two in the race. Yeah. And I think there were some issues with practice and qualifying and the heat races that guys had troubles with. Um, so that's something that's going to have to be addressed. As far as, you know, the way the car handled heating issues and that, I noticed a couple of them were blowing some steam, but then we're on a short track and they're not getting a lot of air moving through them. Yeah. They'd be locking so, up brakes too. So Yeah. Which that brings up a point that I think the brakes so the, the basic idea behind going to this bigger wheel and tire combination mm-hmm. was it allows them to put larger brakes on the cars. And and what I noticed was is the cars were not you didn't see the glowing brakes like you have in the past. Like do, you, they, do you think that was a product of maybe like the wheels covering that up though? Maybe well, we see that. no, these wheels were more open than what I recall the NASCAR mm, wheels. Okay, being. so I, I think 
I think the wheel and tire combination and the brakes probably worked way better than anybody thought it would. Um, but I think there's some weaknesses in the transaxle in that. And the uh, thing that amazed me, man, is when the guys got in the wall, I was amazed at how wasted some of those cars came out of that. Yeah, Kurt Busch got into the wall pretty good. Yeah. I think Haley did too, right? Yeah. That was a pretty hard hit. Uh, Amos, you talked, I think, when we, were, when we were watching the race about some of the problems that were going on. I think you'd echo a lot of the same stuff Chris is saying with some of the problems that cropped up. Do you think that's something that will be permanent or that NASCAR will fix moving forward? No, I think NASCAR will get it fixed. I mean, that's them are all mechanical issues that I think you're going to see that probably the first third of the races. You're going to have something. I don't think there'll be as many as what we're anticipating, but there's going to be a few to be expected with a new car, the way they're doing the parts and everybody's on the same playing field. So I'm, I'm not overly concerned about it. I just... It makes you wonder, though, because you have two guys with transaxle issues. So does that mean that there's we get into other parts and pieces that are breaking, there's going to be multiple guys having the same issues, mm -hmm. which I guess isn't necessarily a bad thing. It'll be easy to remedy, but I'm not overly concerned about it. You know, Let's get to California and see how the car runs there, two-mile track, see how the Dow Force is different on the car. See, because I mean, honestly, I don't. We're not going to learn a lot at Talladega. It's a totally different beast. Daytona, I think, or yeah, and Talladega, and Talladega, so, or Talladega. That's uh, right. God. If we were starting off at Sorry. Talladega, it wouldn't teach us anything either. But yeah, so like California, I think is going to be a true test of some, some good, some of the aero parts. Maybe not necessarily a lot of drive line. Maybe some of the engine. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're going to be cranking out some pretty good RPM and hitting some pretty high speeds there. So uh, the the West Coast swing is going to tell us a lot. Very all three distinctly different tracks yeah. that need and, to be and driven. And then they go to Atlanta. Yeah, which, which so has really, a redesign. Now, so really, right? the first so, five races yeah. are just going to be. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at the first six races to really um, are going to tell us a lot because they're very diverse tracks. In the After first the six. 500. Yes, or not included. including okay. the 500. So California, Vegas, Phoenix, Atlanta, Circuits of America, and Richmond. Yes, all very yeah. different. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're all completely different tracks. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, how Chris was talking about braking, that's going to come into Richmond mm -hmm. and the road course. The transaxle is going to be huge at Richmond. It's going to be huge, obviously, at the road course. Maybe not so much as at the other tracks because you're not really no, but you're you're on and off, but not quite as much maybe i think the arrow like what so what did we decide it's mechanical this, this down air downforce, force right, right. this yeah. downforce is going to play into las vegas and Phoenix. for sure so we're going to get to see a lot of different aspects yeah, so of how this car is going to work on these yeah on these completely tracks. different yeah there so i'm i'm really interested to see how the cars react that way we'll get a real good idea of the handling that they've yeah. got in on the road course i mean circuits of america you look at how technical some parts of that track are for i mean sure. It's going to tell us some interesting things. Yep. Uh, well, I think and, and that was something I wanted to bring up, so I'm glad you brought that up. I think the Circuits of America is going to really highlight the weakness in the transaxle a lot because yeah. that's where they're going to be doing a lot of shifting in that, and I think yeah, that's where that's going to... Because then they, they kind of thought there might... Like, they moved the transmission back a little bit in the overall car. Well, it's in the and, back now. Yeah, so, I mean, there's all kinds of... It's going to be... That'll be a big test. Well, and, and I mean, this is all stuff that they have to figure out because... Testing can only tell you so much, right? Correct. Like going and putting four or five 
maybe six cars on a track and, and racing them around. That's totally different. But when you got guys contacting each other, getting into the wall, rubbing, going harder, like, cause you're not really ever going to practice as hard as you actually compete. Right. So yeah, once you get into the real formats, totally different. And that's when we'll really learn more about the, about the whole deal. Uh, we saw a little more competitiveness maybe in the heat racing and honestly, like the race, yes, it was dominated by mostly the top teams again, but there were some uh, high finishers, you know, Dylan, Eric Jones, Reddick led a lot of laps. The last chance qualifiers were pretty competitive. The heat races were pretty competitive uh, in regards to like the lower, lesser rated teams, I think you could say, lesser funded maybe. Chris, do you think that we can really take much away as far as like, oh, Justin Haley's going to be competitive throughout the season? Or is it just, it was the clash, it was the type of track? Uh, what do you think in terms of like that aspect? Do you think it's going to tell us anything this early? I was a little bit surprised by how willing the drivers were to get out there and basically throw the car away in order to gain position <laughs> on the track. I mean, yeah. I, I, I thought they'd be a little more careful. Amos's favorite part of the race was the 21, trying to wreck everyone. That yeah, that was, hands I enjoyed that. Boob. <laughs> like, ooh, he's racing me hard when Dylan run him over. And then the next thing you know, he's out there running over everybody else. I'm like, yeah. dude, you can't. Well, he's a, he's a rookie. Cut him yeah, some slack. Yeah, and I understand that. But it's like, you can't cry about how you're being raced and then go out and race everybody the same way. Yeah, well, just, like, Name was, me a driver that doesn't do that. Sure, but I'm just like, dude, that, that was the, entertaining. There were points in that race where I thought, I mean, like, what, Ty Dillon went from way back because of an incident. Right, yeah. And damn near won it. <laughs> right. You know? Uh, so, Amos, do you want to reconsider any of your this won't make the races any more competitive uh, banter, or no, are you still I, on board no. here? I mean, I don't really know Justin Haley's background, uh-huh. and I think it was awesome to see him running up there until Kyle Larson pinched him into the wall and said, your day's over. Um, <laughs> but I just don't. I mean, how that did that... was the, a bit of a comeuppance, too, didn't you think? Well, I didn't see I mean, it he on TV. Turned, he kind of turned left right in front of him. Well, that's... You know? Yeah, that's didn't? what I... I didn't see it on TV. I just heard it on the radio, but... Whatever. You're going to run with the big dogs. you got to know how to handle... <laughs> no, and he, and he said it in his interview, like, oh, it's just hard to be a young driver and get respect out here. And you're like, yep, welcome to the party, bro. <laughs> like, so... Yeah. Welcome to NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, you're... A ro- yeah. Anyway, so, so you're not you're not backtracking okay, so, here, Amos. No, no okay. okay. So, hold on. Cars, Let me ask you, okay? First three if, cars, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, all established teams. It was great to see Eric Jones running up front. He had a great car. Kyle Larson, William Byron... Cole Custer, Christopher Bell, A.J. Allmendinger, no surprise that he's running up front, just the type of driver he is. Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott. Then we get the first car that is maybe marginal, Harrison Burton in the well, 21. Hold on, you're, you're going to put Jones in a top two tier no. here? Yeah, I mean, I well, think that's an outlier. Well, he's too, sure. But like I said, he run great. He had moments yeah. of brilliance okay. last year. But I mean... So what would it take 12. for you to say that maybe this car is going to make it more competitive? Are we going to have to see multiple different winners yes. in the first few races? Of not top-tier guys. So you're saying, like, if Elliott and then Harvick and Hamlin win, like, the first three races, not changing your mind? No. Okay. Well, who's going to? But what if what if we go through the season and there's one guy that just doesn't dominate? Does that kind of say that it's more competitive now? Even if it is, like... 
was spread out over the Penske Hendrick, uh, Joe Gibbs cars. Would that so, mean it's more competitive? So here's my my thought on the last two years of racing. You have Kyle Larson wins the championship, wins 10 points paying races, mm-hmm. and the all-star race. Then the year before that, you have Kevin Harvick wins eight, Denny Hamlin wins seven. You know, to me, them two years are just a little – like, you can't say they're an outlier, but that's not how it's normally – being in NASCAR. It's not how it always is. Right. Mm-hmm. So if Kyle Larson comes out, wins 10 races this year, and runs away with the championship again, sure, maybe we're starting to see a trend where there's going to be dom Because that's kind of like Jeff Gordon when he first started out. Oh, when yeah. Earnhardt was racing and on good years, they were winning multiple races. You haven't seen that through the thousands and the teens. I don't think – but I – I don't think Michael McDowell is going to win five races this year. Ooh, but if he does. You know, I'm not saying that he can't. He was looking pretty sporty at the class. He looked pretty good. Had some issues. But I am I just don't see Michael McDowell. Um, Ricky Stenhouse. Justin Haley. Ricky, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I just don't see <laughs> them three drivers putting up 15 wins between them. All right, fair so. enough. Okay, uh, so back to the clash itself. We'll try and stay on track here a little more. Um did we like the entertainment value of the clash? The racing well, no, I thought was define the entertainment. <laughs> okay, well hold on. Let me let me finish here. Uh the racing I thought was much better than I expected. I was expecting not what we got actually. I was expecting a little less. Uh I was expecting a lot more crashing, honestly, and a lot more delays. Kind of like the last few laps of that last chance qualifier that we got. That was that was a little hard to watch. Um, but Actually, like Blake Shelton said, it, it, that would be watch, fun but... for kids. So, you know. <laughs> the entertainment factor, as far as the celebrities that were there, the uh, singers that performed, the Coliseum itself being the venue, uh, the hype around the whole deal from the network, which they're always going to do, but they definitely were hyping this one up. Did we did we engage the entertainment? They had the huge uh, AC-17, I think. What is that what it was? Fly overhead and some pop icon that I've never heard of sing the national anthem. Um, but yeah, did did you think the entertainment was good in that sense, Chris? Well, there's a couple of things that I thought. <laughs> I I wasn't down with the driver introductions. I mean that walk. Oh, you didn't down, like the driver uh, well, introductions. Well, there okay. was there was no excitement, shall we say? Oh, okay. The, the guy that was introducing them was like he was coming up with all these nicknames and things, and I'm like. Where the hell did you come up with that from, you know? But anyway, um, and, and I couldn't figure out why the fans weren't allowed right there by that walk down. Because in every other track, when you see driver introductions, they're high-fiving and, you know, throwing hats out to the crowd and the whole bit. And this one was like, yeah, okay, we got to watch this guy hike down Well, 20. that's the width of the stairs, and you can't let Get them on the stairs. I, oh, they could have been there. Make the stairwell smaller so the guys have less room to walk it down. It was all the drivers could the, do to walk the down the stairs on them, without the kids on them. <laughs> yeah. falling by themselves, let alone <laughs> okay. fans Fair mobbing enough. and <laughs> pitchers and pushing. and Okay. Um <laughs> So there were aspects you didn't like, but okay. In my opinion, this I think was they should have had an actual racing announcer doing driver oh. introductions because well, that guy was sure. about as low energy as you could find. 
<laughs> he liked me. And now we have Joey Logano. Look, this is Los Angeles. You can only get what they offer. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> from the aspect of entertainment, well, Los Angeles successful? always has been a basket case. I mean, yeah, I, for I my mean, money, this wasn't much of like, hey, traditional NASCAR fans. Well, here's something for you to enjoy. It was, hey, new, new NASCAR fans with our ratings 169% up and probably 50,000 plus people in the stadium, maybe some who've never been to an event like this. We're going to have Ice Cube, we're going to have Pitbull, we're going to have fireworks. It's going to be crazy like that. I mean, I think that's what this was more for. Okay, but that's so, just me. So let me, let me, and I heard this on NASCAR radio today, so mm-hmm. I'm going to lay this out there. Oh, here we go. Okay, so at the upcoming Super Bowl this weekend, sponsors will be costing, you know, it'll cost sponsorships, right. are about $6 million for a 30-second spot. On a commercial? Yeah. And... Think about this. NASCAR spent a million five whatever on this Mm -hmm. deal, and they got a six-hour commercial. Essentially. Essentially. It was just a big exhibition event. Yeah. And the drivers took home a couple hundred thousand dollars if you made it that far, right? So, I mean, when you think about the impact, dollar dollar for time impact, Mm -hmm. I, I submit that NASCAR got a lot better deal this weekend, this last weekend, then Super Bowl sponsors are going to get this coming week. Well, and I also have to say that the commercials themselves that we were that we watched, I mean, I didn't watch all of them, but there were some very funny commercials. There was. Uh, the Tony Stewart commercial with um, Chase Briscoe was hilarious. No, Chase Briscoe. I guess I didn't yeah, see it was that. Bris- it was with, they, the, with the tractor. With the tractor. Oh, um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Logano and Blaney. At the <laughs> at the Shell and the <laughs> and the yeah. auto parts store, that was awesome. Like there were some good commercials. Uh, there was one that was really weird. That Clint I Boyer was come in in that lowrider flip, bouncing the hydraulics. Uh, see, I didn't see that yeah. one. So, yeah. so, I mean, NASCAR knows what they're going to do with the sponsorships. I think it's nice to have. I mean, one of my favorite commercials last year was with the Coke family, and they had all the drivers, and they all ate the wings, and Denny Hamlin was mad about it. That was funny. So I like that part. Um, but no, I think overall this was a successful entertainment type of thing. I mean, that's well, my that's opinion. That's what it was, was for that's me. That's all it was. It was yeah. a points-paying, it was a money-paying race. It was all about the fanfare. You're in Southern California, Pitbull, Ice Cube. The long walk down the Coliseum, the, I mean, the people that were in the stands were probably a majority of 20 to 30 somethings. Mm. So, no offense, Chris, that was not your demographic, and that's not who, well, and, and, and I that's did, not who NASCAR was going after. I in understand. That race. And I didn't have any issues with it, and I understood why they had to take the break in the middle. You know, ice cube. I just you didn't enjoy the ice cube performance. Uh, it was very me. distracting. But see, what, so when we get to California, <laughs> we're not going to stop at lap one hundred and ice teas out yeah, there, uh, ice cube, Eminem. Yeah. M&M. It's not going to be everybody out there singing again. We'll be back to a more traditional NASCAR race. You know what's really pathetic about the ice cube thing? I didn't know who the hell he was. <laughs> Do you even know who Pitbull is? I know who Pitbull is, but only because he's been involved in the NASCAR team. Okay. See, but they're not. This is, and this is something we talked about, right? There seems to be a growing number of fans in NASCAR that are younger, that are in my more generation. Well, that's what they and, have. Yeah, yeah. And so I think NASCAR is pushing to get out these this new generation of young drivers to get fans engaged with the young drivers, and also just attract those young fans that are going to stick with the sport. 
That's just my opinion. No, so, I, I think you're spot on on that. And I don't think it's a bad idea. Because, I mean, the, the reality of it is, is old geezers like me, we're dying out. <laughs> NASCAR, NASCAR's got to replace us, you, you know? You're not that old. I mean, well, you but your viewership so is limited compared to a 20-year-old that has their whole, you know, multiple years mm-hmm. to, yeah, you know, and, to view NASCAR. And the 20-year-olds are, are the ones that are connected, you know? They're, yeah. they're watching it on multiple devices, not relying on network TV necessarily. Mm. So I think we would all agree that it was a fairly successful thing. Um, I am neither for nor against having it again the, in the Coliseum next year. Uh, I was happy with the fan attendance turnout. That, that made me less uh, stressed about how the whole event would look like on national television. So that was good. Uh, but only NASCAR fans, man, can be completely divided on something. Because I, I just go to social media. I know it's not the best representation of everything. But it was literally probably um, on on what I saw on social media, about 50-50. Some people were like, that was awesome. I loved it. It was great. And other people were like, that sucked. Never do that again. Uh, do you, does that surprise you at all, Chris? Or is no. that just NASCAR fans? No, NASCAR if you put fans. 10 NASCAR fans in the room, you wouldn't get four of them to agree on anything. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's it. that's just that's just the way it is with NASCAR fans, uh, you know. All right. Uh, anything else to add here? No. No, it's good. I'm thumbs good. up is what we give it. Yeah, thumbs up. Two yeah. thumbs up. Um, do we want to see it again, Amos? Next year. I'm with you. Take it or leave it. Um, okay. Maybe different Coliseum. location. Sure. Mm. I mean, I get it in Jerry World. That'd be funny. Ooh, so here's go. the thing. Okay. Uh, no matter Cowboy Stadium. No oh. matter. I'm, whatever NASCAR comes up with for the Bush Clash, I'm probably going to watch it. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm in I the know. mode of watching football most Sundays. I got an off week between the Super Bowl <laughs> and the end of the playoffs. God, you're going to be so, in a world of hurt coming So next. Sunday, I can just, you know, it's just pick uh, right up where I've been for the last 20 weeks. You know, because that's how what we did all summer. You do that with NASCAR. Yeah. You just go right into football after NASCAR, and then uh-huh. football's over and NASCAR comes back Cycle. up. So uh-huh. I'm going to watch it regardless. I mean, unless they get, like, super crazy and <laughs> they're doing some off-the-wall shebang. But they're building an island out it. in the so, middle of the ocean. So you'd be out driving. if they put a jump in the middle of the backstretch sure, at Talladega. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever you would be watching that just to see well, what would happen. The point of that they'd get to the back just, to the jump and that'd be it. Because I'd really want to see like what's going to happen here. Okay, uh, Chris, do it yes. again next year. Yes or no? Yes. 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 Chris wants it next year. I'm on in board. the Coliseum and everything. I'm on board. All right. Well, I I will say we it can't get stale. So if as long as it doesn't get stale, I'm for it. And as long as the crowd keeps filling up that stadium, I'm for that too. So. Yeah. And I mean, the yeah. TV viewership numbers were see good. that was the thing. Let's, they let's said bring they had... in like uh, who's another older washed up rapper that we can bring in, Amos? <laughs> well, I don't know. I they're the, all the Ice old tea. washed up rappers Ice are tea. at the Super Bowl halftime oh, yeah. show. Get Eminem so, in there next guess, year. Yeah, there you let's go. Get Snoop Dogg, Dr. Snoop Dre, Dogg. and Eminem. Uh, we'll just that. take the NFL halftime performance <laughs> and roll it into the yeah. Clash next year. Perfect. Uh, All right, um, let's uh, let's move on. Let's get to our our picks and recap those first picks of the season. Unlike this race for the drivers, this is a points paying race for us. So points count. Uh, of course, we picked winner pole sitters in the qualifying top four and over under on caution uh, before or after ten laps. All right, so we start with our winner. I was furthest away with Daniel Suarez. He gave me a lot of hope. <laughs> 
and then he disappointed me. Very sad. <laughs> he finished 14th. Amos, you went with Christopher That's why Bell. I don't wear headphones. Oh, it's okay. You went with Christopher Bell. Sorry. Uh, he finished eighth. It was like consistently average all day. Man, he stunk to show up all day. Oh, stunk it. I, I thought you picked I, Logano. I wanted to. I should have. <laughs> no, well, you didn't. Yes, I did. Trust <laughs> you me. Never it was thought in about my, it. No, Don't I did. Because I'm like Logano. Didn't he win the dirt race? He did win the dirt race. So yeah. I'm like Logano. Just seems to have the knack for that. But anyway. No, Chris Bell was fine. I I thought he'd race better. He just, he yeah, he was just average all day. All right, uh, Chris, you get the point here. So a good start to your season. Yes. You picked Kyle Larson. He finished. Well, that was fifth. a disappointment. But he finished fifth, which you know I will say, guys, we're not off to a great start. Fourteenth, eighth, and fifth on our picks. Got to step up our game here. Well, it was. I mean, come on, look at the race. All right, pole sitters were even better. Uh, <laughs> me and Amos got zero. Uh, we both went with Kyle Larson, Amos. You went with Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, Chris Bell. All knows. What do you mean zero? Joey Logano had a poll. Oh, did he get he on was, it? Yeah, he was. Oh, my uh, bad, my he bad. He was. He was. He was. Good a, news, Amos. One of the top four. Amos did get a point. Yeah. My bad. All right. Well, I got zero. Anyways, uh, I went with Cindric. Truex, <laughs> who I don't even think was on the track. I never seen these. He car was on a track. provisional. He was like. Started last and finished last. Uh, Kyle Larson name, and Chase Elliott. Chris, you got one with Kyle Busch, correct? Uh, you missed Kyle Larson. Kurt Busch, who was doing good and then got wrecked, and Chase Elliott. Uh, we all really like Chase Elliott. I don't know. Didn't Chase we Elliott have a poll? No, no, definitely not. He was fastest in practice, but it didn't oh. transfer. All right, over under on the 10 caution laps in the main event. Uh, if you would have maybe picked like the other events, they were wrecking each other all the time. But when they got at the main event, it kind of seemed like, okay, we're going to calm down and be nice. So Amos and Chris went with under 10 laps. I, I would have picked it as well, but just to be different, I went with over. So I'm going to get a point. So our standings currently sit Chris in the lead with two. You better, you better live it up now, Chris. Woohoo! Woo Your last season is any indication. You're not going to be there long. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Amos are tied at one apiece. Um, any thoughts on your victory over the weekend, Chris? Well, I the said current. I was I said I was going to try and be more analytical this year uh -huh. and uh, and less <laughs> analytical doesn't mean Kyle Bush every week. Well, really prove me wrong. <laughs> one time, one time we'll see. Anyway. All right, so big words from the champion, uh, Amos the challenger, the reigning champ from last year. How do you respond? Future champ. Future champ. Don't worry about it. We got a lot. Get out of here, Chris. He's taking the throne back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get into our predictions for the upcoming season, guys. Uh, we got a few predictions, awards, whatever you want to call it, to get to. Uh, this should be fun. We'll, how it'll work is we'll run through the predictions. Uh, we'll pick our guy. We'll give some explanations, and uh, we'll see what happens. Any objections? What if no. I objected? What if you objected? Yeah. Well, then I guess you got to do a new format for us. Is it going to do me any good if I object? <laughs> no, it won't. All right, we're going to start with the fun one. This show's run like NASCAR. What this NASCAR is says is the yes. ultimate. And yeah, and, and Ty kind of makes the rules up as we go, too, I've noticed. What? Kind of like NASCAR. Yeah, he tried to screw me out of a point. We haven't even gotten into the season. I'm no. sorry. Look, I was so happy that Joey Logano won the race, I totally forgot what else he did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to start off with the fun one. Uh, most driver wins for the season. So this will be oh. which driver itself, not team or or whatever, which driver records the most wins on the season. 
the all-star race and the clash, the duels not included. All right, uh, Amos, we're going to start with you. Sweet. Who are you going to go with? Kyle Larson. Okay. Like, why should we think anything's different? Um, I don't know. I mean, the car, more competitive. Maybe one guy won't dominate. I mean, obviously, that's a homer pick, but... Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to yeah, stay with okay, Kyle Larson. Yeah. And we can't pick the same people. We don't have to pick different people. Uh, so that is one stipulation. But remember, these do get rolled into our final points at the end of the year if you get it correct. So big points on the line. Okay, Chris, who are you going to go with? Are you going to go with the new guy or someone else? Well. Or the old guy or someone else? Uh, keeping true to my analytical bent that I'm going to have this year. Ooh. I want to pick Martin Truex. But. Ooh. But. <laughs> <laughs> he has complained about this new car a lot. Didn't exactly show himself well at the clash. You don't say. I'm going to go with Kyle Lars. All right. Same reasoning. No reason yeah. to think he won't. Yep. Okay. Well, you guys are boring. Um, it's okay. Thank you. <laughs> but I am the champion. Oh, uh, and so. I was in third, so I'm going <laughs> to. You're going to follow the champ? Yeah. Is that your strategy? That's my strategy. <laughs> All right, uh, so I would like to go with someone else, and we did the same mistake last year where we all picked Kevin Harvick, then Harvick had a terrible season. However, I do not see that being the case at all this season. Uh, if Larson's not the top guy, he's going to be towards the top, and I'll still feel good about the pick, so I'm going to stick with you guys, keep the trend going. Uh, Kyle Larson, I mean, there's just no reason to think that he won't. He was so dominant last season. I would honestly be more surprised if he didn't have a dominant season and race well again. And maybe be in contention to win the championship. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, I think we're all going to go with Kyle Larson on this one. All right, most team wins. So uh, team as a total last year, I believe, was Hendrick, if I'm not mistaken. And I would say for for that pick, it's probably still pretty solid. But, Amos, who are you going to go with? Hendrick. Okay, no no surprise, no I, deviation. No, I don't know. I mean, right now it's kind of hard to bet against them. They they have a pretty solid driver lineup. Um, I mean, Joe Gibbs is going to be up there. They're going to get their wins. But I don't know. I feel like maybe the youth that's in Hendrick right now is going to outshine the experience, especially with this new car. Um, there's really nobody else that, I mean, I don't think any, Penske's going to, Joey Logano's going to get a few, Ryan Blaney just has horrible luck. He's, he's <laughs> not going to add to the tally. Um, and they got a rank rookie for right. the third driver. And Stuart Haas. Oh, I mean, it was fun to watch though. Let's be honest. They are picking up this year, right? Where they left off last year. Yeah, pretty mm. much. And unfortunately. so it's like hard not to pick Hendrick Motorsports. All right. So that's who I pick. Uh, I'm I'm going to be boring and also go with Hendrick. I mean, there's just no reason to think with the talent that they got. I mean, let's look at it, right? Chase Elliott's going to win his races, of course. So he'll be one of the, the top five winners. Um, Bowman's going to get his random wins that you're like, <laughs> well, that happened. Yeah. Um, so you know you're going to get that. <laughs> Byron's going to have probably another solid season. He'll get a couple wins. And Larson is probably the favorite to dominate again, and, and I would say he's my favorite to win the championship at the end of the day. Um, with those four, and as many wins as they'll probably accumulate, there's just no other reason to pick JGR, or definitely not Stuart Haas. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with Hendrick. Chris? Oh, boy. 
my contrarian nature wants me to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to stick with Hendrick. <laughs> yeah, it's man, too, we're it's all being hard. boring, aren't we? I mean, yeah, it's just I, I, what it is. I, I listen to you guys anal- analyze this, you know, and it's awfully hard to argue any of what you said. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I want to pick Joe Gibbs Racing kind of in a way, but I'm not so sure that's going to pan out so well. I, you don't want to go with your Stuart Haas picks. <sighs> Um, from last year, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, Penske's got two. I think pretty good drivers. I'm a little. I'm not going to say that Cendric's not a good driver. I just, I can't get in that. You know, can't get a, can't get behind that one. Um, so Penske's kind of out. Joe Gibbs Racing, I think. You know, given how much complaining that Truex has done about the car. I don't think Hamlin really, in the clash, I don't think he really showed himself. Um, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Hendrick. Yeah, I mean, that's right. the thing. Like, JGR, you got Truex that's teetering on retiring based on how the car was. Hamlin's completely worried about 23, 23 XI. XI. Yeah. Kyle Busch, you know it's got a way on him that this is the last year of his major sponsor. And yeah, then you read, you read articles where his boys starting to race, so yeah. it's like, where's he? At? I mean, you know where he's at, but mm-hmm. you know, is he a hundred percent? And then I think Chris Bell's the only youngster in the group, and he still has little to learn. So I, I mean, I don't want to say that Hendrick is. You hate to pick him just because that's the easy pick, but if you analyze it. Who else mm-hmm. do you pick? I agree. I agree. All right, let's move on to most driver polls. So uh, individual driver with the most polls. This one uh, could be a broad range because not always the pole sitter wins the race at the end of the day. Uh, so we'll, we'll start off with that. So I think I might go with the interesting pick. Um, I don't know. Maybe you guys can tell me if it's interesting or not. So I'm going to go with Joey Logano. He traditionally is a guy that performs well and then will fade towards the end of a race. <laughs> Or maybe that's that's Penske's equipment. I'm not sure. Uh, but I feel pretty good about saying Logano's going to handle this new car change pretty well. He's not like an old-school driver. He's not one of the young hotshots either. So he'll have a very level-headed approach, I think, to this whole thing. And Penske's a good team that'll work out the, the kinks with the car. And then uh, he'll have a good season, I think. I'm, I have a good feeling about my guy this year. So I'm going to go with Logano. Chris, most driver polls. Well, I'm probably going to leave probably going to take a different lane on this Mm -hmm. i'm thinking that and and take your pick but i'm i'm going to say either ty dillon or tyler reddick ty dillon or tyler reddick yeah i think ty dillon's got a lot to prove and i think i'm just kind of optimistic that this petty gms partnership is going to show us something Uh through the year okay um and tyler reddick i mean that kid's a hard charger man and, you know, Childers can put a car under him. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a proven fact. And, and he was contending for the, you know, for the championship last year. So I think I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick for most polls. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Amos, most polls. I think Chris was looking at my screen. Oh. Um, I really wasn't. But, <laughs> but. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick also. 
I feel okay. like and he's a good qualifier. Like let's yeah. be honest. And right? he yeah. is he's, he's, he's a good, good qualifier. I think he gets a good short speed, you know, short um he's a short run specialist. Yeah, but like what am short I looking for specialist. here? Yeah, short runs. He's good on the short <laughs> runs. But I think I think of equality through all the cars is gonna benefit RCR a lot. Sure. And I think Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick, they're they're hungry. They've got something to prove from last year. We're gonna kinda get back into some more normal practice qualifying. I think that's gonna benefit well. But I really think Tyler Reddick's gonna I think he's does well for qualifying. All right, let's move on to our next one. Most driver laps led. Um I'm just gonna preface this by asking, is anyone not taking Larson? We've picked him for most wins. Is there any reason to think that he won't also lead the most laps? Well, he dominated the field last year. I mean, he mm-hmm. had, what, double laps led than everybody else. Humongous margin, yes. So, yeah, I think I'll go with him. Amos? I'm going to go with Joey Logano. Wow. I think So does that mean that Logano's in a championship position? Uh, yeah, he's always in it. In okay, my okay. opinion, yeah. Joey Logano is always – a championship, they're a championship level team. He's a championship level driver, but I feel like he has Penske's kind of regrouped a little bit. So yeah, I think Joey leads the most laps. Doesn't okay. mean he gets the most wins. <laughs> okay, I think he gets the most laps. Uh, most DNFs, driver DNFs. So this has to be from one of the the top teams. We can't go with you know someone like Corey LaJoy or oh, something come like on. that. Um, <laughs> so your tier two, one and two t- teams will count into this. Uh, tier two RCR Roush, um, twenty three XI, yeah, those ones. Uh, we're gonna start with Chris. Who are you gonna go with? Most DNFs. Most DNFs. And well, hopefully this, this isn't this, bad karma for anyone. <laughs> this is such a wild card because with this new car, it's just it's really gonna be hard to predict. Mm-hmm. So but that's why it's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Brad Keselowski. Okay, reading the room is Chris. Um, no, I'm not reading. No, no, you are. I'm also going to go with Brad Keselowski. Oh, well, okay. I I fear that Brad Keselowski has made a bad move. Um, <laughs> I don't remember if I thought this on our shows leading up, like when this whole thing was going down. I, I can't recall how negative or positive I was about the move. I can tell you I for sure wasn't like super positive about it. Um, I feel like he might have made a bad move here. He's a driver of his own team now, essentially. He is also a big manufacturer of parts to the new car that they've set up. And there's a lot on the plate to distract this guy. So if the results need to come, well, he's got all this other stuff to deal in with. Uh, I'm not confident that things will go well. Amos? I have several picks of mine, and ironically, they all... Start with the last name of B. Oh. <laughs> William Byron just has horrible luck for DNFs. Ooh, okay. Um, Kurt Busch, I just think he does too. Like, it seems like he had he was up there with DNFs last year. And then just something tells me, based on how Harrison Burton's driving <laughs> in the Bush class. Well, he's in I, the Tier 2 teams, I, yes. I, I know, and, you know... If I'm picking based off of how he drove there, I'm like, this guy, they ain't going to have a car left for him. <laughs> I mean, I know he's got a lot to prove and stuff like that, but dude, calm. Come here, it's down. It's long. It's long season. Um, 
But having said all that, I'm going to go with Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch. Ooh, oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Really? And just, I just... No, I, I think there's a lot of bugs still to work out at 23XI. I mean, they're a new team, right? Number one, still. And then we change a car on them, and then we add a car on them. And I like Kurt Busch. He's, you know, 20 years ago, I hate the guy's guts. He But he's grown on me over the years. But I just, he just kind of... I feel like towards the last third of the year, and I know it was Ganassi, I know it's different equipment, but I think he was hustling the car to try to get in the chase, cause some issues. I feel like he's going to show up and be like, I got something to prove. Yeah. And he's an older driver, Mm -hmm. new car. Just. But I'm telling you right now, Harrison Burton is like right behind him. I think that could be fair. Mostly okay. by wrecks, not by engine yeah. or mechanical failures. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to our next one here. Driver of the year. So in your opinion, who will be, in your mind, the driver of the year? Now, that doesn't have to be the champion. That doesn't have to be... I mean, you define driver of the year how you want. So, Amos, who sure, will be... How, I mean, how do you determine driver of the year? Because I mean, it's I probably think who it's... wins. It was Kyle Larson last year, right? I mean, it was either Kyle Larson or Chase Elliott. I mean... Take your pick. Driver of the year. So who's your preseason driver of the year? Well, I'm I'm just gonna make it easy and I'm I I think he wins. I think he's has very good sh- I'm Kyle Larson. I mean he's gonna have the most race wins. He's mm-hmm. got a very good chance to repeat as champion. Um Yeah. I mean don't need to say a lot more than that. Okay. Um so I, I do want to give a like honorable mention to I think Cal Bush has a good season, so I would like to put him up there as well. Um, but I don't like Kyle Bush, so I'm not gonna I'm not picking him. Uh, so with that being said, it's it's Kyle Larson for me, preseason driver of the year. I mean, Whoa. how can you not go with him right now? But if Bush does have a good season, uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. Well, <clears throat> I hope we're all not gonna be. Looking like we've been trying to polish a turd at the end of this year, but <laughs> <laughs> well, we did last year. Yeah, so. <laughs> we all picked Kevin Harvick so much. Oh yeah, boy, he so he so badly wants to be different, but he can't. He just I, he wants yeah. to pick Kyle Busch. No, he wants to pick Kyle Busch. No, I, I'm not. I I was thinking Logano, seriously, but uh-huh. I think it's going to be Kyle Larson again. I mean, Legant, like I said, he's going to lead some laps. He could garner a bunch of top fives, not necessarily get wins, but he could be right there. I don't think Logano's a bad pick. All right, so your pick is? I'm going to go with Larson. Larson, okay. Uh, who will be the team of the year? Uh, however you want to define this, I mean, I think I have a an interesting definition of team of the year coming up. Um, but we'll start with Chris on this one. Who's your preseason team of the year? Uh. Okay, so when I say team, or to me, when you say team of the year, this is a team that doesn't necessarily win the championship, mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have a dominating season, but is, shall we say, the most improved team. If and that's I, how you want to go with it. Sure. Yeah, okay. and I'm going to go with Petty GMS. Petty GMS. Now, this is a brand new team, so can we say that they're going to be improved? or? Well, they're not I mean, completely sure, a they're, brand new team. As a conglomerate, they're brand new, but... sure. I mean, Eric Jones was showing some. So you're expecting some some, uh, some 
uh, how, how do we want to phrase this? You're expecting more than I think uh, what we might get out of them, is what you're saying. You have high expectations. Yeah. Okay. All right, interesting. So I'm going to go... My, my final pick is Petty <laughs> Okay. I'm going to go along the same lines, kind of. Um, I don't necessarily think this team will record the most wins or be super crazy this year, but I have a good feeling about RCR. We've already talked about it a little, a little bit. Um, and I think they this is their season to get both guys in the playoff. And I it wouldn't be that surprised if they have two top eight guys in the playoffs. It definitely won. And in my mind, for a tier two team like RCR to put two guys in that type of position, that would be big, big team of the year honors in my mind. Uh, Amos, you can go yeah, with the boring I'm, pick. <laughs> I'm going with you, Ty. Oh, okay. I, I mean, we talked a lot about RCR last year. I feel like RCR has a lot to prove based on, you know, 16th, 17th place finish and then Tyler did get bumped early. Um, he just had a rough stretch. Yeah. I Like I said before earlier in the show, I think that the next-gen car is going to benefit these guys, not necessarily because they are on an equal playing field, so to speak, but I feel like they're young enough drivers. They can adapt. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I expect RCR, each driver, to have multiple wins this year. All right, our next category is Rookie of the Year. Uh, candidates are number 21, Harrison Burton. I don't think that'll be Amos's pick. <laughs> number two, Austin Zendrick. Number 38, Todd Gilliland. And uh, number 31, Justin Haley, who's going to run a full-time schedule. Nice. And I think this will be his first full-time gig, if I'm not mistaken. And if I'm wrong and he's not considered a rookie this year, well, he is in my book now. So um, I'll start off with this one. I think it's be Austin Zendrick. Out of the four guys, he's got the best chance to win a race in my book. And I like what I see in Xfinity when he was down there. I really liked what I saw in The Clash, even though he's kind of a maniac. and He was a maniac in Xfinity. But he fits in with that Penske team kind of as the as the Kislowski replacement because Kislowski was kind of a maniac in his own little way. Uh, so what's, what's going to be any different? You know, Cendric in the two, he's going to be running over his teammates and wrecking everyone, um, being very aggressive to win. Like... <laughs> so this is my thing, right? Uh, 500 last year, Daytona 500. Kislowski's in second, Logano's in first. He wrecks Logano, from my view, trying to win the race, and then takes them both out for someone completely different to win. I would never put that past Austin Cendrick to do the exact same thing. Or a lot of guys, but definitely Cendrick. So uh, Cendrick's my Rookie of the Year uh, nomination. Chris? I hate to keep mirroring everybody today, but... I. I, I, I got to agree with you. Okay. And I, Fair I'll i go one step further, though, with Cindric. Mm. I look for him to win two races this year, two. at least, mm. as a rookie. All right. I'm not against it. I think one, for sure, is in the cards. I'd feel good about him winning somewhere like Talladega, honestly. So Okay, Amos? You yeah, DBA? Austin, no, Austin Cindric. Oh, okay. I mean, the, he's just a proven driver. He's in some pretty decent equipment. I know that Harrison Burton... You know, you can look at his pedigree and his dad, and he is in more or less the same equipment as Austin Cendrick, but he, Austin Cendrick in the Xfinity was just more consistent. Aggression. Obviously was a champion. Very aggressive. <laughs> I, yeah, I just feel like he's just going to... I think Austin's going to look at it as the fact that he's not a rookie and that he belongs. He's probably got the respect of everybody in the mm -hmm. garage already. Sure. And he's not going to have to build to that. I think Austin or uh, Harrison Burton, he's got some work to do to prove that he belongs. 
based on his driving ability, not his daddy. And uh, the other two, yeah, you know, I'm sure they'll do fine. But okay, I think it's a two horse race, but Austin Cindric's the winner. Uh, who's the other horse? Harrison Burton. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Harrison I Burton mean, look, and Austin Cindric. Yeah. If the playing field is leveled, as we say, and Haley has a good season, I'm I'm not against that at all. Um, but no, I mean Cindric. At the end of the day, he's in the best position of all the guys, right? He's in the best equipment, in the best structure. He's got the best chance to win a race. So it, it kind of just has to be him until we see what happens in the season and we're all wrong. Okay, um, <laughs> what is our surprise of the year? What is your early prediction for, oh, man, I can't believe that happened. Wow. Um, Chris, let's start with you. My surprise of the year is going to be, and in no particular order, Petty, GMS, and Ty Dillon. Oh, just like in general. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that that. It, and I I picked him for what best best team I guess team of the year yeah yeah team of the year and 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 this is kind of along the same lines uh, surprise of the year I could totally see them winning some races with both of their drivers right. you know and so yeah I'm gonna go with that all right um, Amos man I am riding this horse till he oh, is dead no. Danny Hamlin misses the chicks. How how convinced, huh? How convinced on this? It, pretty much, it was pretty dang close last year. Uh, it was. Like everybody's <laughs> sweating bullets, right? And, I mean, you know, I'm sure he was acting cool and everything at the chase, but or at the clash. Oh, but oh, you, you had to know it was even Come on, dude. Alive, he, he just didn't look like he was even engaged to be driving the number 11. He was just more concerned mm. about his other cars. And that's fine, whatever. Everybody has their own gigs they got to go with, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna ride this horse till it's day. So you're even more convinced of it this year, just because like last Basically. year it was kind of new, <laughs> right? Right. But this year it's it's more, he's more engaged in it, I think. Yeah, I agree. potentially like he looked very. He was watching Wallace during his heat race with so much attention, and it's like he was almost driving the car for him. It was. Yeah, well, I agree. Just, Very interesting. If, I mean, then he he it. went out in the heat too. Yeah. in the no, in the main event. Sorry. Yeah, he was Hamlin early. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I I mean, I'm not bagging on JGR. They got a great program. I just think right now they're, and I know that Hendrick didn't change any of their driver lineup. They probably and there's I'm sure there's turnover between the crews and upper management and stuff. But JGR just kind of looked stale. And they had got you know, Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex, they were fighting for the championship right till the last lap. I get that. But I just kind of feel like they're a little stale. They need something different and you know. Yeah. Hamlin <laughs> he misses the chase. Okay, he's on it. He's on it again. All right. My surprise of the year is gonna be that we have a different winner at all road course races. Um mm. and I feel pretty good about that because of the diverse talent on road courses that are starting to emerge uh lots of different road course races normally it's dominated by two guys so that's why it's a, it would be a surprise if anyone but those two guys didn't win uh, but when i look at like how some of the road courses played out and now you add cindric into the mix who i consider a good road course racer as well and he's a maniac so that only adds to the road course factor i, I think there's a strong possibility chase elliott might end his career or his dominance on the road courses this year. But we'll see. I mean, I could be completely wrong, and then Chase Elliott goes out there, wins them all, and then I'm like, 
Well, this was the worst prediction I've ever had. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is our preseason pick for race of the year? Um, let's go with Amos. Amos. I think it's going to – what's the cutoff race? Is it Daytona again? Like the uh, <clears throat> the 25th race? I think so, yeah. Yes. That's my pick. Whatever the 25th race is. Yeah, Daytona. August 27th. 25th, yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Daytona, that, that race. Just okay. Because there was so much riding on it last year. I just feel like if they NASCAR knows what they're doing by putting that race there. and uh, It was a good race last year, I thought. So that that's my pick. All right. Um, so this is influenced by what happened last year. But I got to go with Road America over 4th of July weekend. I mean, that was one of my favorite races from last year. It was a fun race. Uh, it was capped off by the awesome Chase Elliott celebration where he blew up all his tires and literally burned it. Had out. to, yeah. I mean, had to find a way to get to victory lane. That was pretty awesome. Uh, but just the whole um, kind of like presentation of Road America was nice, and I liked it. The race itself was fun and pretty competitive. Uh, so that's gonna be my early season prediction. Chris, race of the year for you? Uh, well. <laughs> So many good races. I mean, of course, you want to say the 500, but that was a little disappointing last year. Oh, I have to admit, I, the early crash didn't help. I am going to pick. I'm going to pick the Indianapolis Road Course. Oh, so much excitement last year. Well, I don't think we're going to. I don't think we're going to have the same kind of excitement. But that, to me, that was actually a pretty good race. Okay, so. it was fun. I mean. In all reality, it exceeded expectations, definitely. The big wreck was funny. Chase Briscoe running Denny Hamlin off the road was one of my highlights of the season. So, okay, I like the pick. Uh, Most improved driver. So who had a crappy year last year that you think has a better year this year? This one is so easy for me to pick uh, because this guy literally has nowhere to go but up. You can't really get any worse. But I guess, I know, he did win a race last year, so I guess I shouldn't pick on him too much. But I'm going to go with Eric Amarola for most improved driver because if he doesn't in his last season and he's retiring, that'll be very sad, and I don't think he wants to go out like that either. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't too competitive in the clash, so another pick that could blow up in my face. Amos, most improved driver? I'm going to go with, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick? <laughs> I mean, he's the elder statesman, so it's, kind of funny to say he's the most improved driver but um i don't know that he starts strong i think he's got to work out a few bugs on the car but uh i he's never had two winless races in a row i believe if I two remember. winless seasons two winless seasons okay so i mean if he gets one win through the year that's definitely an improvement. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Chris, your most improved driver from last season. Well, this one might kind of surprise you guys, but I think it's going to be William Byron. Wow. I mean, that's, that is a, a pick worthy of a pick because he did struggle at points last season. Yeah. I think he needs to put together a consistent season. He did very he well <laughs> at the front end of the season, say the front third yep. of the season, and then – really tapered off through the mid part of the season. And then it was kind of a, how do I want to describe it? It was a panic type close of the season. Right. Where he wanted to try Fair to, enough. you know, wanted to be in the playoffs, wanted to stay in the playoffs. 
was making probably some bad decisions that he wouldn't have been if he'd have had a better center part of the season. I agree. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good pick. All right. Uh, our next award, last two here. Uh, so our next award is going to be the Crybaby of the Year Award. <laughs> last year, it was Kevin Harvick's hands-down easiest pick of the year. Uh, with his his whole feud with Elliot and how he was very much not on the fan side of that one for sure. Uh, but also just how he acted was awesome. Uh, so this will be a new addition to the list this year. So who's going to be the biggest crybaby that uh, has the most problems or picks the most fights or gets booed at by the fans maybe more than they should? Um, you can't really pick Bush because he's just automatically in this category all the time. I, I wanted to call it the Kyle Bush Crybaby of the Year Award, but Amos thought that Chris wouldn't like that very much as Chris Chris sighs and shakes his head. Uh, so let's let's start with Amos. Who is your Crybaby of the Year Award nomination? I'm going with Brad Kozlowski. I think oh, there's yeah. a lot of boo-hooing <laughs> because he's, Burn. Burn. he's in the different car. He's the team owner. He's not getting respect. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Brad Kozlowski. Oh, you can already see it. Yeah, I got it. Like in he, action. Well, you know, these athletes anymore, and I'm not naming any Olympic skiers or anything, but, like, they already throw out the the pressure and we're doing this and we're doing that. So they're already setting themselves up for looking bad. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying there's not, okay? Don't get me wrong. Whatever. You can jump on me later. I don't care. Whatever. But... um no, I'm not saying Kislowski can do that. I don't think he's smart enough to figure out that <laughs> that setup for That's, the excuse. Yeah, he's not. Well, there's just so much pressure up. on us, and then he sucks, and then he's like, "See, sorry, Ty, you can delete a lot of this out." My crybaby pick of the year is going to be Brad Kislowski. <laughs> Guy's got a lot on his plate. Team owner, he's changing teams. He is giving. You know, he is funding, or uh, his company is producing a lot of parts for NASCAR. So. And then besides that, it's still like Brad Kozlowski. So, so uh, I'm totally going to keep everything in you said before because this Crybaby of the Year award's a tough award and we want to get it out there to the people. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my pick is going to be Denny Hamlin because he was... Oh, rats. He was, <laughs> <laughs> That's who I was going to pick. He was runner-up from last year, like no doubt. He, he was the <laughs> close, very close second. I envision him once again crying like he did at Martinsville and the fans booing him and me laughing very hard. <laughs> and then we go into Phoenix in the championship race and everyone's like, everyone's like, Chase Elliott. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. And then they're like, Denny Hamlin. And everyone's like, boo. So um, I think that he has problems like we've already talked about managing the whole team thing again because he's going to be more into it. And maybe that doesn't come to bear because it, it kind of did last year, but not fully, not like we were predicting. But I can see the interviews from him already. I mean, look, the Kyle Bush level, the Kyle Bush level interviews, that's a totally different level, right? No one can match Nobody those. Nobody can get there. Look at it. We can't race that. We're done. No, awesome. <laughs> um, but Denny Hamlin approaches that level for me. So, and you guys know I don't like Denny Hamlin. Um, so this is an easy pick for me. Hey, uh, Chris. Are you going to go with Denny Hamlin, too? Yeah, or, or, okay. I'll go with Denny Hamlin. All right, you want to give any more reasoning? No, no, you per, per, pretty much covered all of it. Um, well, <laughs> as Chris loves to say, Hamlin finds new ways to show us to lose. All right, our last and final <laughs> or prediction. Or is just a loser. Uh, uh, 
Dang. Our last and final prediction, um, one we did last year and didn't do super great on. So your prediction for your final four right now at the start of the season, uh, this one's going to be a tough one. We only have the clash to go off of and last season's results. We're in a brand new car, some driver changes, um, but I mean, maybe not a lot will change. I think we we all have a good sense of who we would pick. Uh, but Chris, we're going to start with you on this one. Your four drivers for the final four. Okay, and they don't have to be in order of how oh, they no, finish. No. No. Okay. However you want to do it. My final four mm-hmm. will be Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch. Ooh. Uh, Surprise, Amos. No, uh, no. Um, I don't want to go out there like I did last year for Kurt Busch. <laughs> <laughs> that just was, Why not? That was a great pick. Looking back on that, that was just like, meh. Uh, Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott. Ryan Blaney. He finds the consistency? Mm-hmm. Ooh. All right. Um, I'm going to have probably the most boring set of picks, I'm sure, out of all this. Uh, but it kind of fills itself for me. I think I've already hinted at it a little bit throughout the season or throughout this episode anyways. Um, so I'm going to go, obviously, Kyle Larson, favorite in my mind. I've already talked about how Logano should be a favorite in my mind as well. And then Kyle Busch, I expect to have a good season and give some awesome interviews like we were just talking about. Uh, but the four driver's kind of hard in my mind. And, of course, I want to pick Chase Elliott because that should be, like, the pick everyone kind of goes for. But I also don't. Um, so I'm going to go on back on the hill that killed us all last year and say Kevin Harvick for the fourth one. Wow. Um, I think he's this... Mm, I hate saying this too much, but this could be his last season in all reality. And if he makes a chase or the final four contends for a title, uh, you'd have to feel pretty good about walking away after that. So probably a poor pick, but, you know, whatever. We'll go with it. Uh, It's either him or Truex in my mind, and neither one is probably a good pick, but uh, I can't get away from it, you know? I just can't. Uh, Amos, you finish this out here, your final four prediction. Well, obviously Kyle Larson. Yes, he is the pick. new Kevin Harvick of the sure, season. He might be. <laughs> um, I, I'm a homer pick for Chase Elliott. Mm. I feel like he'll probably adapt to the car pretty well. Um, Joey Logano. All right. And I really struggle with this last, the fourth guy. I mean, Ty brings up great argument with Kevin Harvick. You always have to consider Kyle Busch, no matter how you feel for the guy <laughs> or what your feelings are. Like, he is one of the best drivers NASCAR has right now. Um, but I'm going to go on an outlier. I'm going to go way out. Way out. I think Tyler Reddick gets to the Oh, the Ooh. big prediction. Is this the Kurt Busch pick for the year? Yeah, it is. It is. Sure. Well, is it more realistic, though? I mean, it probably is. Well, I don't know. I mean, Kurt Busch, he was... He was. He did make the championship. He did have a good well yeah, the chase. Well. And he had one of the best on track moves of the whole season last year, threading yep. the needle at yeah. Road America. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very cool. Yeah, I think Tyler Reddick kind of starts putting some stuff together. I think the mm. I'm not. I'm, I don't want to keep reiterating this, but I think the the more consistency for the parts and pieces helps him eliminate his inconsistency and his. DNFs and odds and ends. So, um, but yeah, I th- I 
I mean, obviously, if you can't tell, I'm not saying I'm a huge Tyler Reddick fan. <laughs> I'm not jumping on that bandwagon because you know Chase not is my yet, guy. Not yet. But uh, I and I like I like Tyler Reddick. He's just classy. He just great interviews. Um, he just has the look, kind of the feel of a of a driver. I and I expect, as I've said before, big things from RCR, better things for RCR. But yeah, I think I think Reddick puts together a real good season. A championship caliber season, or just well, just no. a crazy I mean, run to a final four. Well, I think it might be the start of his ability to contend for championships. I mean, obviously, if you're in the final four, you're going to contend, right? Yeah, you, you, you're considered contending for a championship. Now, does that mean that he is going to win the championship? No, that's mm. not who I picked. That's not why I'm putting him there. I just feel like. I just think he has a decent season. Kind of helps, I think, RCR and and that program is. This new car helps them that much more than other teams, in my opinion, and gives them just a little bit more of a nudge to get back to championship form. So this is a big question off the back of that pick. If he makes it that far, does RCR establish themselves towards the top again and start to grow and be like, yeah, we're one of the giants again? Or does Tyler Reddick go to the number four or the number nineteen if those drivers do indeed walk away, and he takes so or the eleven, the eighteen, you know, whoever you want to pick, and he's now in one of those big four cars. What would be? What would you lean okay, towards? Okay, so there? this is my thought process for RCR. He tried the four car team; it was an abysmal failure. <laughs> he had mm. a majority of his success, obviously, with Dale Earnhardt, but it was. Single car, two car team, right? And a two car like, team, most so of the time. So I just feel like, and you know, our Richard Childress is no spring chicken. So I think he's setting <laughs> okay. this business up to pass on to the next generation of Childress Racing, which is whoever. But um, as far as Tyler Reddick, I don't know that, I mean, if there's a bigger team out there that has a seat available and he does get to the final four yeah there's a strong possibility jump ship i don't think it's for any other reason than to be a legitimate contender so Mm -hmm. but we'll see i mean he may hold he may stay but i i mean for his career he jumps yeah maybe okay uh well there's our predictions awards however you want to say it uh, I'm mostly looking forward to our revisiting the Crybaby of the Year Award. I love this one. <laughs> this will be great. Uh, but we've made our picks. If you want, if you missed any of them, go back and listen. I'm not going to recap all these. Too many to go through. Uh, but yeah, there that is done for the season. We're going to uh, have to push off the part shortage thing that we're going to talk about to the next show. Sorry, Chris. No, You'll okay. have your day in the light we next week. We still have one more week. Yes. Uh, next week's show, we're going to get ready for the 500, and we're going to do a little more of a preview of the top team drivers. So so I think the whole part shortage thing could actually even go after Daytona once we mm. figure out how many cars get mangled in the no 500. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no well, we will we'll lead it off with next week's show. Is that good with you, Chris? Sure. Okay. Whatever. Um, just to get it out there. And one, kinda, we've talked one, about it a little bit, but... One minor announcement that came up today. Yes. Well, I don't know if it's minor or not. Oh. But uh, Kyle Busch announced he will not be participating in any uh, Xfinity races this year. Oh, well, good. I mean, give those guys a chance. How many did he run last year, though? He, he didn't there's run only, that many. He's only allowed to run five. Did he run all five? Yes. 
So, but he's he's still gonna do truck series races. Well, yeah, it's his team. Eh, come on, bro, get out of there. Give those kids a chance. That's uh, okay. Well, interesting. That's interesting. We'll see how that goes. Well, he's Maybe, won 102 races in Xfinity. I mean, what's he got to prove? Sure. But Maybe Ty Gibbs is uh, gonna dominate. Well, and and the way I heard the announcement was mm-hmm. is that's kind of in conjunction with the whole Ty Gibbs thing because they haven't made any announcement about. His schedule for uh-huh. the year. I tell you what. So I've been on the Gregson train, right? And that hasn't panned out. He, like he's still down there in the Xfinity. Just Maybe chilling. for UFC it'll pan out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I like the guy. It's all right. Um, he's a fighter. He is Noah Gregson, like a legit fighter. No, but he's oh. always in scuffles. He's <laughs> okay, rubbing I'm everybody the now. wrong way. Uh, no, I I do have a lot of belief in Ty Gibbs moving forward. He might be the yeah. future, one of the future stars of the sport in, in all reality. Sure. Okay, um, final thoughts, Amos. Um, I didn't realize how much I did miss NASCAR through mm. the winter break until things started picking up Saturday into Sunday. So I am I am genuinely Ooh. excited for the five. There's so many unknowns coming into the 500, and the schedule's a little different because. Mm. It coincides with Super Bowl weekend or whatever, right? So, you know, we don't have our Sunday qualifying. It's pushed into Wednesday, and then it's the normal week after that. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. I, I'm I'm right, jacked. Nice. Let's do it. Let's get this Super Bowl out of the way. And yeah, get this Super Bowl and Olympics anyway. and is there a Super whatever Bowl else being played. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's I didn't even know. Chris or Amos is just sad that the Niners didn't make it. Very sad. So close. So close. Uh, any more final thoughts from you, Chris? Well, I want to echo what Amos said about being excited about NASCAR, you know, coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the season because, man, it was a long, cold winter. Long, cold winter. <laughs> All right. Boy. Uh, we're going to be back next week, like I said, uh, preview Daytona 500. A little more in-depth preview of the drivers on the big teams, Tier 1 and Tier 2, as we've uh, aptly named them, I guess now. So, uh, you guys have a good rest of your day. Hopefully, you enjoyed this show. Hopefully, you enjoyed the clash because we did. <laughs> so, we're going to get out of here. Peace out. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Electric Sports Talk. Join us in future episodes as we discuss all things U.S. soccer, collegiate sports, mixed martial arts motorsports, the NFL, MLB, and the Olympics. If you enjoy our content, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or shoot us an email to electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening.